You're listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals. Hello, everyone. This is Liz Harvey coming to you from our studios in New York City, where we are dedicated to bringing you top-quality advice from many of the leading expert professionals across the U.S. In today's episode, we are speaking with Dr. Warren J. Blyweiss about the exciting field of regenerative medicine. He is a graduate of New York University School of Medicine and is board certified in both anesthesiology and pain management. His long list of accomplishments includes leadership experience as a hospital anesthesiology department director, the inventor of a patented medical device, and the founder of one of the first multidisciplinary pain management centers in New Jersey. Dr. Blyweiss also pioneered the treatment of oxygen-ozone disc injection therapy in the United States, which is a powerful regenerative treatment. He has been successfully treating patients for over 30 years. And Dr. Blyweiss specializes in minimally invasive alternative treatments that heal patients without surgery or potentially harmful medications. His treatment protocols are specifically designed to activate the body's innate ability to recover and regenerate. His practice has been producing excellent results by utilizing these alternative methods. We previously discussed oxygen-ozone treatments with Dr. Blyweiss. Today, we are focusing on other aspects of regenerative medicine, and we are discussing cellular treatments in regenerative medicine. So, hello, Dr. Blyweiss. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Well, thanks for joining me again, and I understand that you are very knowledgeable and up-to-date in the field of regenerative medicine. Today, I would like to ask you about cellular treatments in regenerative medicine. Could you please give us a brief overview? Yes, I'd be very happy to. Um, So cellular treatments of regenerative medicine are are typically known as stem cell treatments. So for the purpose of this discussion, I'm going to use the uh, phrase stem cell treatments. Uh, So there are multiple safe sources of stem cells. Uh, To name a few, uh, there are bone marrow stem cells. There are fat derived stem cells, and there are umbilical cord blood stem cells. Now, uh, these cells have different qualities, but they act in very similar ways. And uh, some of the ways that stem cells are very powerful healing agents in the body is that they have an ability to signal and activate stem cells that are present in our own body. Uh, So we, I want to take a step back and and briefly discuss that the fact that we have a reservoir of stem cells in our body. Uh, When we're young, these stem cells are very active, and as we age, the stem cells become less plentiful and less active, and there are uh, also dormant stem cells. When we do stem cell treatments and we introduce new stem cells from whatever source, I've I've named a few, um, these stem cells will will migrate to an injured structure or a lot of, often we inject it directly into the injured structure or introduce it into the injured structure. And the stem cells will will sense the injury 
and send off signaling molecules that will activate dormant stem cells that we already have in our body. And those stem cells will follow the concentration gradient of these signals and actually migrate to the injured area. So it, the stem cells that we use are not only helping the cells that are injured, they're also signaling for help from the other stem cells. It's kind of like acting, calling 911 if somebody's injured and, and help arrives. And the, the stem cells have an extremely, uh, like, it's really an amazing ability to sense what an injured or damaged or dying cell needs and to provide that cell with what they need to nurse it back to health. All right, so uh, I'll, I'll elaborate. Let's say uh, a cell, an injured cell, we'll, we'll talk about a joint. So you have an injury in your joint and cartilage cells are injured and they're dying. And if that continues, it becomes an arthritic condition that's chronic, uh, which we call osteoarthritis. Um, the stem cells will sense the what these injured and dying cells need and excrete whatever it is, whether it's a growth factor or another product, uh, that will help the cell heal. And the stem cells can also even donate their own mitochondria to an injured cell. So. A mitochondria is is the powerhouse of the cell. The mitochondria creates energy for the cell to live. Without a mitochondria, the cell cannot live. And it, you could actually demonstrate this in the research laboratory that a stem cell will actually attach itself to an injured cell and donate its own mitochondria to that cell. So these are just some small examples of how these cells will have powerful healing effects. The bottom line is that all of our tissues have the capacity to regenerate, and they just need the proper signals. Stem cells activate the own body, our own body's repair system. So for a patient, this means that we now have the ability to naturally restore structure and function of tissues and organs that are damaged by repeated trauma over time, stress, toxins, aging, uh, all, of these, all of these issues can damage structures in our body, whether it's our skin, uh, our hair, our, our lungs, our uh, joints, and uh, this is uh, how we treat it with, uh, with stem cells. Okay. And what conditions can be treated with regenerative me medicine using cellular treatments? So there are many, many conditions that could be treated with stem cells. Um, I, it, listing every single treatment is definitely beyond the scope of this discussion because mm -hmm. it would take a very long time. So I'm just going to go over a few treatments. Uh, we already discussed osteoarthritis. Um, almost everybody on the planet 
uh, as we age, develop osteoarthritis. It can be of different joints. Some people have it worse in the knees. Some people have it worse in the hips. Some people have it worse in the hands. Uh, it's a common uh, element. And uh, stem cells are very effective in treating osteoarthritis. And again, as I mentioned before, this is a restoration procedure. This is a procedure that restores structure and function. We're not just we're not just managing the condition, for example, with ibuprofen, uh, with steroid injections, with with lubricating injections. We're 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 not replacing the joint with metal. We're restoring the structure and function of the joint. Another condition that I mentioned is uh, as we age, a lot of us, unless we're very lucky, start, especially men, start uh, having thinning hair. And uh, it turns out that stem cell treatments are very effective in inducing hair follicles to produce more hair and thicker hair. Uh, as we age, uh, we all get... Uh, uh, aging of the skin, and stem cells are very, very good at rejuvenating the skin. Now, they're not going to get rid of all your wrinkles if you if you have wrinkles, um, but they're definitely going to make your skin look and feel younger. Um, in conditions such as Alzheimer's, where there's declining mental function, stem cells have been shown to be very effective. Uh, I believe we discussed this Previously, it, it, I don't want to give the impression that if someone has Alzheimer's, you give them stem cells, they're going to be completely back to normal self. Uh, I'm not uh, making that representation, but they definitely will improve brain function to varying degrees in people with reduced brain function. Especially if it's if it's picked up early and it hasn't progressed to a very serious state. So these are some of the conditions that are treated with stem cells. Great. And how do you evaluate a patient to determine if they are a candidate for one of these procedures? Well, this is the this is the most important step is the initial evaluation. Because, first of all, if someone's not a candidate, you don't want to put someone through a treatment that they don't need or, or will not likely benefit them. So we don't want to treat someone if there's only a 50-50 chance of it helping. Uh, we want there to be a very significant chance of it helping. For example, 80%. All right. Also, there are so many different types of regenerative medicine treatments. Today, we're talking about cellular treatments, which, as I stated before, are commonly referred to as stem cells. Um, there are varying types of stem cells, which we briefly went over. There are also a lot of non-cellular regenerative medicine treatments, um, which I believe we're going to discuss at a later time. Um, so it's very important to know for a physician to know which treatment is best for which patient. So, for example, 
I could treat a joint with stem cells, and I could also treat a joint with non-cellular regenerative medicine treatments such as ozone. Um, it depends on the joint condition. It depends on the individual. It depends on the goal of the treatment. All of these things are up to me to figure out in the initial evaluation and to determine what is best for the patient. So a lot of uh, uh, us discuss this as, we, we refer to this as personalized precision medicine. Because it's personalized for the individual, it's precise for that condition. So the history, the, the initial evaluation is, is the most important part as far as I'm concerned. And I do, I do all my initial evaluations. I don't have anybody else doing it. I'm the person who does it. So I do a careful history. I look at images. I look at laboratory tests. I might order some additional laboratory tests, and I do a very careful physical examination and thorough for their condition. I mean, for example, if someone comes in with a joint condition, I'm not going to I'm not going to do an EEG to evaluate their brain, mm -hmm. you know, obviously. Um, so that that's the most important step. Right. Okay. And lastly. Could you walk us through what a typical patient would experience when they have a cellular regenerative medicine procedure? Yes, I, I'd love to. So again, I'd like to I'd like to reiterate that these treatments are all about helping the body heal, regenerate, and restore structure and function. Okay, so it's essential to assure that a patient is in optimal health to have the best chance of healing. All right, I'm going to say that again because this is, a, I think, um, one of the most important issues. So a patient's body has to be in optimal health to have the best chance of, of success with these treatments. And the reason why I repeated it twice is because I could go on the internet and look up stem cell treatments and um, you'll see advertisements and it says something like, uh, you know, have your consultation and your treatment on the same day and go home. That's not, to me, that's not an optimal treatment. That's not the way I treat patients. Um, I... So the very first thing, the most important thing, as we already discussed, is to do the initial evaluation. Because the initial evaluation is, number one, going to tell me if a patient is a good candidate for a procedure. Number two, I'm going to determine which of the multiple procedures that are available are most likely to help that person. And as I, I stated before, that's why we call it personalized precision medicine or precision personalized medicine, however you want to say it. Um, so that's the most important first step. And the, the other thing that I want to point out is that a physician has to be well-versed in, in performing all of these procedures because if a physician, if I can't perform procedure X and I could only perform procedure Y, if, patient, if the patient needs procedure X, 
they're not going to get Procedure X from me. I mean, I, I'll, for me, I would send them out for Procedure X, but in some instances, they might get Procedure Y, which is a good procedure, but it's not the best procedure for them. Um, so that's the first uh, step, and sometimes I'll, I'll order additional specific laboratory tests uh, to, to check out uh, issues that I, I feel are important. The next step, is to prepare the body for the procedure, all right? Now, preparing the body for the procedure involves nutritional guidance, vitamin supplements, which we provide, um, a light exercise regimen, uh, probiotics to help the gut health, which is very important because if you have a leaky gut and you're getting toxins in your body, it's going to negatively affect the stem cells. We encourage proper sleep. We encourage proper hydration. Now, this phase in the treatment is different for everybody. Uh, so remember, I, I talked about personalized medicine. Mm -hmm. So everybody is different. This phase could last a short time or it could last weeks. So, for example, if someone comes in to see me and they, they injured their knee and they're a 45-year-old yoga instructor, and they're a vegan, and they take vitamins every day for the last 30 years, and they're, and they, you know, and they're very healthy. That's going to be different uh, preparation period than an average person, like, for example, me, who tries to be healthy and tries to exercise, but I don't always really keep up with it. Or I might cheat every once in a while and and on what I eat and maybe have a little chocolate ice cream here and there mm -hmm. at a moment of weakness. So, um, so I'm going to require a little more preparation than the 44 year old yoga instructor that's been living healthy for their whole entire life. Mm -hmm. um, but again, this is personalized. It's individual. And I make that decision on how much preparation is needed. Uh, now, there, there's an extra step for some specific procedures. So if I'm injecting stem cells into a joint, I like to prepare the joint uh, with oxygen ozone. Now, it's not done on the same day. I don't want it to interfere with the stem cells. But what the oxygen ozone does, among many things, it helps with tissue oxygenation. It helps create optimal tissue oxygenation. And that's not just because of the oxygen that's in the oxygen ozone. It's because of the blood flow to the tissues that's induced by the oxygen ozone injection. And there are other benefits to oxygen ozone, which I don't want to, I don't want to go into a very long discussion on. I, I've actually discussed it in the past and pretty uh, extensive detail. Mm -hmm. And then there's the cellular treatment procedure, which is an outpatient uh, office procedure. It's usually done under ultrasonic guidance. Um, if it's a disc injection, it has to be done in an outpatient center because I, I require a fluoroscopy machine, which is a large machine to do that procedure, but that's also an outpatient procedure. And the other thing that's important is the post-procedure care. So I don't just do the procedure and send the patient on their merry way. I want to see the patient for follow-up. I want the patient to continue taking various vitamins. I want the patient to know how to rehabilitate, let's say it's a joint. So 
So what exercises do they have to do? How much pressure can they put on the joint? These are all very, very important things. So it's, it's a protocol, uh, and it, it's personalized for each individual. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Blyweiss. We know you're busy, so I want to thank you for all of your time and your help today. You're welcome. And for our listeners across the country, if you are interested in speaking with the doctor, please visit www.alternativediscTherapy.com or call 973-403-3334 to schedule an appointment. And on behalf of our team, we want to thank you for listening, and we look forward to bringing you more top-quality content from our country's leading experts. You've been listening to... RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals.